Hey guys, this is Quincy, um, and this is Bloody Oath Subcultural Podcast. This week we have an interview that we're releasing with Josh Dean. He is a stylist, artist, designer, and he really graciously invited Jared and I into his home, shared his wine with us, shared some childhood stories with us, and even his thoughts on straight-edge vegan punks. So here you go. Have a listen. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, hi, I'm JD or Josh Dean. Um, I was born as Josh Dean Gower, but I've, like recently just decided to change my name to Josh Dean. Oh, really? Just yeah. straight up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like um, my dad, he's Ricky Dean. And for me, like my parents, they split up like, mm. like not too long ago. So if I was just like, yeah, I'm going to just like change my name, change my family's future, I guess, and kind of like take on this new role. Mm. Like um, my family is Indigenous Aboriginal. So oh, our really? family name actually came from like a bad place in, in my mind, I guess. Like yeah. right. my like great-grandma was kind of stolen from the tribal and then given a name, you know? Mm. Right. So I was just like, I want to change that. I want to do something that my dad you know, has as his name, like Ricky Dean Gower. Mm. I want to be like Josh Dean. Yeah. 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 Oh, so like the first one I <laughs> That's really interesting. So it's like legally processed, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's super cheap. Hey, you is can it? do it like once a year. Can it's you? Like, it's like a you can just change the name once a year. No, yeah, I think you're allowed to do it like six or seven times or something like Holy that. Shit. Yeah, it was like it was under two hundred dollars. Oh, why wouldn't you just do that then every so often just for fun? Like, <laughs> well, it's the same process as when you get married. Like so. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they're right. legally changing their name. You know, it's the exact same thing. Wow, yeah. interesting. Oh, Huh, yeah, there's this Australian girl actually that's a blogger who I used to follow who is like, um, she just thinks it's like it should become a practice. She's like, it's super good for your mental health. Like, just change it up. Like, right, you know? right. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Split personality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, how, do you feel like it's affected your identity at all? Um, well, yeah, actually. So, like, what it kind of came from um, as well. Like, when I when I was going out, the main this like main reason when it kind of hit me was um, when I was like 18, 19, I started going out and stuff and I had this kind of alter ego name, mm. I guess, like that was, yeah, just being known as JD. I used to get called in my salon and everything like that and then I'd go out clubbing and then people would start to meet me out clubbing and at like a different place and I was yeah. like, oh, this is like a new point in my life. Like I've kind of changed. I've like grown up. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I feel like sometimes there's like a duality between like Josh and JD. Really? Like JD comes out. Where were so you going <laughs> clubbing? Put JD on. Um, what, what was that? <laughs> I was just saying, where were you going clubbing at? Um, so I, well, I'm from Brisbane. So in Brisbane, um, I used to go out clubbing to this place called the Bowl Bar. And one of my friends hosted a night there and I used to work with him and we run like a night. I kind of did that during my apprenticeship. Mm. So it's kind of how I make like a little bit of money to support like being an apprentice and like living out of home and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So you moved out home pretty young. Yeah. 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 Moved out like what? Probably... Like 14 to 16, I was like out of home a lot. Yeah. Um, my family lived in like housing commission growing up. So right. like essentially I didn't really have a bedroom. Like my dad was a pretty like good handyman. He kind of would like manufacture and build like bedrooms. And like I got a room built in the garage, which was like underneath the house. Yep. And like where we lived was like seriously like the government just don't care about these houses. Like 
the plumbing would like just burst and like my bedroom's underneath you know so like one time the plumbing like burst like all over my bed and my oh bed my was God. like covered in like like literally like matter from like the toilet and the plumbing and, wow. how you and it's like point? what this is like when i was like 14 so i was oh, dating this shit. girl and her parents were like mad rich so i was like man i'm staying with you like yeah. Yeah. sorry mom and dad like we gotta fix this and like my parents at the time like you know they didn't have enough money to fix it themselves so we just had to wait yeah so i just spent so much of my time after that i was like yeah i kind of like Staying with like my girlfriends, wow. I guess. So yeah, yeah. Like that, instead of like staying in housing commission. And did, what were your thoughts on it at that point? Were you like, "This is not normal," or did you feel like I you... definitely felt underprivileged? Yeah, like I went to a private school growing up, so mm-hmm. like we were like the poor, like white Aboriginal kids at the school, like the right. Bogan kind of family. But we always had like really like you know high respect for ourselves, and it was really weird to have that kind of like mixing with these people that thought they were so good. And it was literally like, you're there too, and you know you're as good as them, but you can't compete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, so I think that kind of just inset in me, like, quite young. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so how would you engage with these people um, when you felt those divides? Um, oh, I've always been someone who's wanted to, like, be an example. Like, I swear, like, I, always, I was, like, the class clown, like, growing up mm. and, like, right. just always doing stuff to kind of be ahead of everyone else and, like, you know... I guess, yeah, so that's what I wanted to do, like, just be a leader around them. Use yeah. it as a point of difference, a point of reference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So did you feel like uh, the experiences that you had that wasn't common within your peer groups could be used as, um, like, to broaden their understanding of the world and how complicated it was? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think it was weird, like... I would have friends come over to my place and they'd, they'd, they'd see, like, love for the first time because, right. like, my parents were at home a lot and their parents were always at work. Mm. Yeah. So they'd come over and my mom would be there cooking food and dad would be there and everyone would be having fun and, you know, we'd be, like, playing around and doing all this stuff. And, like, for them, like, I'd go over to their house and it was really sterile and cold and I was like, oh, your mom and dad have, like, a separate room and you've got all these little things and procedures and stuff. And yeah. I was like... Yeah, I felt like there was kind of more love in that aspect. Like, <laughs> So what is your relationship like with your parents? Yeah, really good. Yeah, the older I get, the better it gets. Really? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah I, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel um, like distance is usually a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that like growing up distance, like, and then, yeah, I guess like you, you can then prove to them that you've made it or you, you can survive. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they don't worry about you. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're like... Uh, I like what I do. <laughs> yeah, because how old are you now? Uh, I'm 27. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, a good, what, over 10 years you've been able to prove yourself kind of to them, show you. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hectic. <laughs> I haven't thought about it like that. <laughs> Why did you come to Melbourne? Um, so when I was younger, I was in a band that toured a lot. And um, when we toured, we'd always come down to Melbourne and have a really good reception. What was the name? Uh, we called The Ailment. It was a, like a heavy like hardcore like death deathcore kind of band yeah yeah I, we, I was like super inspired by like myspace and stuff like that oh, yeah. <laughs> i was a full emo like fringe and like <laughs> josh crisis like two like two four k like yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. it's like full repping it it's so funny but um yeah so we we just like i guess we toured toured a lot came down to melbourne and um yeah every time we was here it was a really good reception and just the community it's like so many different people. I'm vegetarian, like growing up in Queensland and 
being so different, like being an emo kid, like vegetarian and all these dudes like playing football. And, you know, I, I did the football thing, but I was just like, man, I like music. I like yeah. art. Like, mm. what is this? Like I'm doing like little hand poke tattoos and you guys yeah. are all like hanging Were out getting drunk. Bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I need, I need to be down here like with all the freaks in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. So uh, are you still part of that scene at all? Um, the music scene, yeah, like that. No, 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 not really. I found like the hardcore scene and like that deep, like darker metal scene to just be really judgmental. Eh? Is it? Yeah, like um, just in the sense that like, well, well, for instance, my how my band broke up. So basically, my band like broke up. Um, we we were doing really well. We got to go overseas, and then all of these like internet kind of rumors came out. Um, because I was straight edge when I was younger, so yeah. I didn't, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't do any drugs or anything like that. And I was super, super against it. And like, I think, um, for me, I was, it was just like a rebellion against my dad being like, you know, drinking a lot and stuff growing right. up. And that was my way of like proving a point of difference. Yeah. yeah. But because it was such a community to not do it and all these people made these like super like hardline things like we'd like bash you and like people would come to shows and they'd like bash people who would like start drinking. Yeah. And I was like straight edge for like four or five years posting, you know, things all the time with my band on Facebook and all this stuff, like all for it. And then just like, just got sick of like having a label. Like Mm. I was like, fuck this. I don't want a label. I just want to be me. Like, I I am me, I'm I'm JD. Like, I was like, I'm fucking JD. Like, this is is me. Like, I'm going to drink, I'm going to smoke, I'm going to do whatever. Like, I'm going to just, like, enjoy my life. Like, and whatever I want to do, you know, like, I'm allowed to do it because, like, in moderation, I feel like it's fine. It's okay to to be free. Yeah. (laughs) So was it witnessing that kind of um, judgment within the community was the turning point for you? Well, basically, like, when my – so when I started drinking – my band um, like played played a show. It was after my twenty first birthday, and these guys rocked up, and they themselves were straight edge, and they were like spinning some rumors about some internet like like scandals with girls and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, have no idea what you're talking about. I had a girlfriend for like three years, like literally, like didn't drink, didn't do anything, like stayed at home, and made music. Yeah. And you guys come to this show to like literally hurt me. And one guy like pulled my shoe off the stage and what? was like yelling at me. And I, I'm like a small dude, like, and just, I was just shaking like, man, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. How old were you at the time? Um, I was 21. Right. Oh. Yeah. So like when I rocked up to the venue, like the like, scariest part about it was there was spray paint all in this venue, like kill Josh Gower. Are and you like, XXX sell out. And like, what the f- we're playing and there's guys like in the crowd like punching like kids like in the face and this little kid's like teeth got like fucking oh knocked out of his face and this guy's got like brass knuckles who's like grabbing my shoe like pulling me off the stage I'm like this is just so intense I like I can't be a part of this yeah so yeah like I like I had to lock myself in like this back room and escape in a car and stuff it was pretty hectic and I, I like since then I was like no I don't want anything to do with this music like I'm never playing again like oh, yeah, yeah. and like I, I went back to it like recently like maybe like like last year i kind of had like a little bit of a project with some mates i was for fun played like three or four shows but yeah. yeah yeah it just wasn't the same because it's like i've grown so much in a different way yeah yeah but yeah it was hectic it was so hectic that's absolutely <laughs> terrifying yeah. about 21 jesus yeah. yeah and that's crazy because i think so many people's perception of that scene like they just lump you know a lot of like um 
hardcore and like pop punk is in the same categories and they just think it's all kind of like soft and you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. innocent and you know knowing this that. was like dudes who like didn't drink or anything like that they just like work out you know and fight mosh and like hurt people and sounds like they could go like and they could do with a drink was the vegetarianism from a result of the straight edge as well yeah like just utter rebellion like i i've always been like against society <laughs> like, I'm, like against the norm like, yeah like to me uh it's 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 spurred from that like i guess because i'm inspired by like philosophies of dudes in the hardcore scene yeah like singers like growing up like this this guy called jacob bannon from a band called converge for me, like listening to him like talk and like reading his lyrics and he was like a massive like like and still is a massive vegan advocate. Yeah. And just like to uh to, to me the only way, the smartest way, like and the only the only thing that I'll like keep as a religion, I guess, inside myself. Like Right. Yeah. I um I think like it's been yeah, it's been a fair while since I've eaten meat. <laughs> so I have to ask what your favorite veggie place to eat in Melbourne is? Um Oh man, there's so many good places. I don't even know. Um, you think? I don't know. I just, I really, to be honest, I like Lindell's anything. I think it's like, I think it's nice. Like, yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like the energy there. Like, I don't. Yeah. The food is homely. It's not like you know the, the most amazing standout like food, yeah. but the, it's a great place to just like go and support. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely got a bit of that like soul food vibe to it. Like yeah. you feel good. There's usually some like some kind of performance going on or like people are just chilling out and like having a lovely time. Yeah, yeah. super community sort of yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yeah, there's rad like drag queens who work there and stuff. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that at the yeah. Abbotsford? Um, the one at St Kilda. Like oh, I never go to the St Kilda one. It's cool, it's cool. Because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of like, um, yeah, a lot of different like gendered people and stuff like that work in that one. I had no it's idea. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't know there. Yeah, it's super cute and like little too. That, yeah, that yeah, it's sick. It's awesome. I love doing that. So, uh, after you got literally chased out of the scene, <laughs> um, where did you go creatively and career-wise from there? Um, was that's the what made me move. Oh, actually, what? No, no, yeah. So, <laughs> so I basically, um, I, I hid in my mom's house for a little bit. And, yeah, yeah it was just like, I don't know what to do left this relationship with this girl and kind of had a meltdown, started partying and like party hectically. And like I was eating, I was a really bad vegetarian and I was eating like so much tofu and I really messed up my like hormones and all these like hectic things and like the partying on top of it and stuff. I like just kind of um, like lost like so much weight. Yeah. Yeah. All these people were kind of like really worried about me and stuff and like thought I was going like way harder, but yeah. yeah, it was more so just like all the, all this stuff in my life just kind of changed and I was just like, yeah, just stopped eating like all this like bad food and then all these yep. things and like, yeah, all these, all these other things just kind of like crumbled, crumbled down in my life as well. And then yeah. I just, I had to change. So I, I started hairdressing mm. and just like found fashion, found like creativity. Like, this is sick. What did that look like, the fashion influence? Um, well, growing up in Queensland, like, you don't see, like, anything <laughs> really <laughs> that interesting. If you're interesting, you're, like, hated on, you know, like, yeah. it's seriously crazy. You kind of walk down the street with long hair. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't get in anywhere because of my appearance, because I'm, like, there's a, there's a law, like, in, in this, in the party district of my hometown, like, 
that if you have if you have tattoos, you're intimidating. Mm-hmm. So I'm intimidating. <laughs> you would get associated with bikers and yeah. Queensland have such a like relationship. The, the, the police like arrest me everywhere. Yeah. I don't drive serious? anymore because of that. Like I literally, yeah. I have had so many fines. No way. Like, yeah. yeah, they're like see Aboriginal last name, and then they see like this guy's like covered in tats. Yeah, you're definitely like doing something wrong. Was really? it like yeah. a decade ago or so? Um, the Queensland government like declared war on bikies. What? Um, yeah, there was like organized crime, um, and they also needed something to target at Whoa. the time. And yeah, I could see um, police in Queensland looking at you, thinking bikey. I've fully been like strip searched. So this really funny story. I, uh, I I lived with this tattooist, and me and her like she was hectic. Like she she was super goth tattooist chick. Um, her name's Shannon Meow. She, she like has a like full blackout arms and scarification yeah. everywhere, like crazy. And um, I lived with her, so I had my throat tattooed and like fair, fair few tattoos and sleeves and stuff. And there were these junkies that lived like in our building and they had a car that wasn't registered that they just parked there. And that was like their drug mule car. They'd like jump in it, like smoke some heroin and another guy would jump in and like, you know, they'd like do a deal or some shit. And I was like, this is so rank, like coming home and I just see this car park right yeah. near the entrance. And I'm like, this is so sketchy. Like, don't look in there. If they see you looking in there, they're going to do something to you. They know, you know, kind of yeah. like, I'm like, what? So, um, this one day I came home, there's blood like everywhere on the walls, all this stuff. And I was like, what the hell is going on? This dude's like sitting on the stairs, like picking at himself. And I'm yeah. just like, no, nah. calling the police. This is rank. Like, call the cops. And they're like, yeah, we'll send someone around, blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, leaving to go to work. I walk out of my building. I walk off, walk down. Police cars are straight up after me. And I'm just, like, I, I just, like, kept walking for a little bit. I was like, nah, surely not. And then there's, like, yeah, like, you pull, like, stand over to the side. And they're like, yeah, blah, 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 stand over. We've got to search you. Like, search me. Got all my details. Like, ask me if I was on drugs. Like, fully pulling my stuff out everywhere. Mind you, this dude's, like, literally sitting in the car, like, Smoking heroin, I'm like <laughs> shooting up. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you know, they after they fully interrogated me, they wouldn't let me talk. And I was like, sorry, officer. Um, I called before. Like, yeah. I'm the guy that's concerned for his safety. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, we're really. They were like genuinely sorry then, but they would like straight away just saw me, and I was just like, what? Wow. Like, yeah, hectic. And I was hairdressing then. I had like pretty long girl hair. Did you? <laughs> Good man. <laughs> like less tattoos than you have now, or was it? Um, well, I still had all my visible ones. Like I've kind of had like my arms and hands and throat done since I was eighteen. So oh okay. Yeah, I pretty much have just like I've had my my stomach, uh, throat, chest, arms, yeah, for like nearly eight, eight years. How much free space do you have? Uh, backs of my thighs, my ass, um, a couple little spaces. Mm. Not too much. Inside yeah. of my arm. Like, oh, yeah, that's space. a pretty yeah. good amount of space. I know, I don't know what to put in there. I'm just like... I'm sure you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm going to save it, like, for just one day when I'm like, that's it, that's going to be my last tattoo. <laughs> like, really? And then that's in there. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, that, that so must weird. be, like, considering how many you've had and the hours, I'm assuming, you've put into that, to know that, like, there will be a last tattoo that you can never do. Yeah. That must be a pretty weird feeling. I guess, like, the last space to cover, but yeah. it wouldn't be the yeah. last one to do, because I can yeah. just get more over the top. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've noticed, like, 
know some people now who are just getting tats removed so they can get new pieces. Yeah, I'm doing That's that on this hand, on my left hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I just, yeah, I, I want to try laser for one. Like, I've got so many of them and I feel like I'm kind of an advocate for tattoos and stuff that mm-hmm. I want to be like, I've tried laser and I've actually got this one covered up as well. Like, that looks Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, I guess I can just show people who regret what they have that mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, remove it. Like, right. it's easy to still Yeah, it. true. Well, yeah. especially these days, it seems like it's easier and easier. New technology, yeah. like, yeah. people are getting some good removals. So yeah, my, uh, my, my ex actually got rid of. I saw her get her laser treatment for one of her tattoos. It's really strange to watch the like. Oh, you watch like, it. It stinks. Yeah. You, you, Does it? Yeah, it stinks. It, like, it burns the skin. Yeah, yeah. and oh, you get that weird like um, snapping noise. Yeah, like from the laser. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that sounds really weird. disturbing. Um, Wait, so we were talking about the fashion, and then we kind of got tired. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. I'm a Gemini, so that's just what happens. <laughs> Literally, like, there's, there's always two sides of a conversation, like, with me. That's kind of nice, though. I appreciate it. I feel like that's conducive to what we're trying to do right now. Yeah, so. no, it for sure is. Um, but, yeah, so what, what was the, like, initial kind of interest in fashion, or did you always have that? Like, what sort of got you into I've always been into art mm-hmm. and expression. Yeah. And like free expression. So for me, like that's, yeah, that's what fashion is. Um, before the bullshit, you know, beyond yeah. the bullshit. Like, yeah. And that's what I always try to be a point of difference for. Like that's why I run my own stuff and do my own branding. So yeah. Step away from it. Like choose my money. Because yeah. I think that there's like higher, there's higher power involved in advertising. And that's really what fashion is to me. Like in a broad, broad sense of the money earning aspect. Mm. Yeah. Not in the creative aspect but yeah so what would you say isn't it like a the ethos behind your um, label um I, I actually i wrote about it the other day on um on an interview that i did with with bonds and uh, i had to really think about it because i didn't understand how i created it i was just like where did this come mm-hmm. from like yeah. what, is, what is this and um yeah i guess it's it's about i'm, I'm basically creating a statement for like individuality in like Australia and I'm trying to have a place where like people that I work with and things that I'm doing, um, you know, have a certain standard, a certain like, like respect for them. And then over time through its discourse of me doing my things, people will network and we'll try to work together and create something that I will brand with the official style with these contributors. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It's kind of like my, my dream is in my ethos and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how do you choose who you want to partner with? Um, from my heart, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, like I just, I I think that when someone's authentic and there's certain ways it, I just feel it mm. and that makes me want to work with people. And like as well, there's, there's times in my life where, uh, you know, people will just keep reappearing. Oh, really? Holy shit, I need to like say something or I need to like. Yeah, right. Yeah, I need to work together on something or there's something that I, yeah, that's like not done. Mm. Yeah, and then, you know, those people seem to disappear when like you do stuff. Yeah. They go on and do their thing and it's cool. Like, there's a fair few people that I've met in my life that, you know, like I've been inspired by and they've inspired me and I've watched them like do amazing things. Like, do you have any examples? Um, I guess like. In, in my in my band, like growing up, all the guys from my band, like one of them writes like like music now for heaps of like bands. I can't really say, but mm. heaps of bands in Australia. So yeah, he writes guitar and stuff and drums for them. And um, just like in my in my football team, like growing up, like the 
the guys, the guy who was my coach was like the news, the newsreader or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like got to run with him with the like Olympic torch and all this kind oh, of no stuff. Way. Like, wow. yeah, it's it's like sick. Sick. just like all these random things I've got to be a part of, like yeah. with, like sick people. And I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. Cool. And like, just cause I guess like where I grew up on the Sunshine Coast, um, there, like there, there was like so much free thought that like, like there's crazy people that are coming out of there like especially at the moment like if you read about music and if you read about art and if you sit if you see the sunshine coast like even like they're doing that big pineapple festival and stuff up there now like yeah all these things like it's just yeah tactic so you proud to rep it yeah definitely like there the sunshine coast is like one of the only other places in the world that has a monolith so a monolith is air's rock it's just a giant structure of like material and they don't even know how it got there it's made out of, oh, what is it? Iron. Mm. So being made out of iron, it gives off ions. So I just reckon it's oh. like just emitting all this like creative, crazy energy, yeah. you know, like all around there. And like there's some pretty like around Coolum and stuff where it is, there's some pretty like crazy people. <laughs> and like I, I was living in Nambour, which is like 15 minute drive from it. Like mm. it's psycho, but you know, like I, I just believe in that kind of stuff, like rocks and that kind of energy that comes yeah. off them, yeah. So, if people are looking to get out there and have, like, wild experiences and, like, kind of really grab life in the way that you seem to do, what kind of advice would you, be, you give to these people as someone that seems to have done a lot? <laughs> yeah. Um, just to follow your, your true intentions. Yeah. Like, don't do anything that you think people want you to do. Like, do it for yourself. Like... Every time I, I get down about something, I, like, use it as motivation. Right. And I use it to, like, better myself. Like, I'm like, why is this something I don't like? I need to change it. Mm. So, like, to some people it might look like running. But to right. other people, I'm running towards something. Yeah. And it's just, like, a new thing. Like, I don't want to be in that box. That box yep. wasn't me. I learned from it. I grew from it. And then I've evolved. Mm. And do then you, I'm here. <laughs> do you feel like... You got that from your family or do you think that's something that's like developed over time? I think it's just me. You think it's just you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's what happens, like nurture from, yeah, from, no, I can't, no, I can't, I can't even say that. I think it's nature and nurture. It totally yeah. is. It's just, that's, that's like one of those, yeah, philosophic, like, that's I can't, I can't answer it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's a pretty cool, broad question to be like, oh, so explain why you are the way you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, no, I, I didn't even know this. <laughs> well, it's like when you're in it too, it's so hard to say. But it's like, how can you have that perspective? Like, yeah. if you're yeah. just like... Yeah, I guess like I... Yeah, yeah. And you only really know yourself, you know? Like you can only hear someone's story. Like you're, you're the person who's also directing your story. Yeah. Yeah. So someone that's in, um, like involved in music and art... Um, modeling and whatnot what medium do you find the most calming like where do you find your center um, someone who has a lot of energy yeah no i need to do all of them yeah. <laughs> like i actually have to i've tried i've tried to specify myself and like you know do one thing and then i just find that i like just party and drink more or really yeah i just i have too much energy mm. like that i can't just do one thing so yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I have to be multifaceted. Like, it's just one of those things. So has your, I guess this is kind of a double question, but like, has your partying toned down these days? 
And how do you find that influences your art? Mm. I don't really think that partying like influences my art in that aspect. I feel like um, my partying has changed more now. Like I don't go out for no reason. Yeah. Um, I limit my interactions with the outside like people of my networks mm. because you only have so much time in your life and right. so many people you can meet and you know have like interactions with that could potentially change a lot of other people's lives and your own right. but yeah that's not going to happen on the d floor like it's only on club good down your head <laughs> like, <laughs> no, not for me for what i want anyway you know yeah. it might happen for you if you're looking for love <laughs> are you <laughs> me um not at the moment i am uh, i'm too busy like I'll, I'll welcome it into my life like i'm never going to say no to that but yeah, I'm pretty busy right now, focusing on myself. <laughs> it does seem like um, when it comes to love and all that kind of thing, it's all about timing. Yeah. Like, you can meet someone who you might click with, but if you're not there emotionally, like... And I'm a roller coaster, to be honest. Like, that's just me. Like, right now, because I'm, like, trying to find myself, it's like... You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to date me. Like, I'm cool to hang out with. But, like... Yeah. Yeah, I just... I... I yeah, I'll go up and down if my work's going good, if it's going bad, you know, I need to adapt. And I think, like, that's one of those things, like, for myself, like, oh, if I get down on myself, I'm like, I need to be alone. I need yeah. to, like, figure this out. Like, yeah. what's going on? Like, sort yourself out, JD. <laughs> and then you can be around people again, man. Then they'll like you because I'm a total asshole when I'm sad. <laughs> or I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I can relate on that point. Yeah, I'm actually pretty fucking unbearable if I'm hungry yeah yeah, uh, yeah the fucking <laughs> hunger. my partner just like gets so fed up with me every time i'm hungry um, <laughs> it's good to be aware of these things though uh, yeah. i like your hair fellow by the way oh thank you yeah <laughs> gotta wash it so it's all a bit more faded out now it's like pink. yeah it's like pinky peach yeah are you doing hair any hairdressing still uh no i'm only getting my hair cut <laughs> yeah, no, I, gave, I gave it up a little bit ago just because it wasn't making me enough money. I kind of figured to make any money in it, you had to run a salon. And yeah. I'm not right. prepared to do that at this point in my life. Yeah, so, yeah I, I rather work with, um, with hairdressers. I still do grooming of hair, but I don't cut hair. So, like, on mm. the sets and stuff for my, like, photo shoots, I'll do all the hair and stuff like that. Right. Um, I'm not that good with like girls' hair anymore. Like I used to be like pretty good at it. I can still do like blow dries and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I just have, I have one of my mates like that works with me on stuff. Mm. It's pretty cool. Well, where are some of the places you worked at in Melbourne? Um, I so with hairdressing, I worked at one place called Saman, which is in uh, South Melbourne. But um, with other jobs, I've literally had probably like ten jobs in Melbourne. Oh. I've worked at like Topman, uh, Vans, Platypus, uh, Offy Tree, two tattoo shops. Um, what else? Jeez, Topman, like Top Shop, <laughs> Glue. Um, now I'm at, oh, I was at Jack London and now I'm at Levi's. Oh, and that's yeah. just in Melbourne. Like, I've literally, I've like had so many jobs. Qualified hairdresser, qualified house painter, qualified nurse. Oh, house painter. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. Doing that again when I was like 17. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. When I dropped, when I like, because I dropped out of school when I was 16 and then I was working with my dad all the time because my dad was a house painter. So yeah. dad basically like got me qualified as a house yeah. painter through like the time. So yeah. I was like, that's sick. And then I was like, I hate this. This is so shit. Yeah. I got ripped off by one of his like drug mates and then was like, I'm going to go like study something. So 
Yeah, and I think also I could kind of do that was like interesting at TAFE and like a little bit of science and stuff like that was yeah. nursing. Mm. Um, that, that's what I was equivalent for with dropping out in grade 10. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did that and working at the hospital, I really didn't like old people. <laughs> it's just like these guys hate me with my throat cutting and my ears and stuff and they didn't want me to touch them and yeah, I didn't want to touch them. <laughs> you must have looked so indecent to them. Yeah, yeah this is in like Queensland as well, so yeah. they're just all like Christian as and like just hating on me. Were they ever surprised though that you were actually like nice, not Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't even know, like I, I kind of lasted there for like, I did my placement which was like two weeks and I was like, never going. Like, no. The, the one moment that kind of crushed me was like I, I because they're so unstaffed they had you like training doing like everything like you'd go from like being a wards person to trialling as like an EM to like trialling as like an ER to doing like catheters what's and, uh, EM? Uh, EM is like just enrolled nursing so like just like a, a person walks around with a registered nurse basically and mm-hmm. told okay. what to do by them and then helps assist with like bed lifts and cleaning and stuff yeah. and um, yeah this like this one kid came in super sick with meningococcal and he was like pretty far gone, you know, oh, yeah, to the yeah. point where he's on dialysis and he's like crying and he had like blood in his tears and stuff. And he wanted me to be with him because I was so young mm-hmm. and right. he was just chatting to me and we were having fun. And like, I asked to stay there and the like lady who was working there was just like so rude. Like, no, you have to go clean this. You have to go do that. You can come back in two hours when you finish your shift. And I came back and the kid was literally like passed away and I'm just like started crying, breaking down, like it's like she's like, You'll get you'll get used to it. Don't get attached to them and I'm just like I can't be this cold. Yeah. Like, I can't be I need to grow, like I need to go I need to get out of here. Yeah. Like, it's kind of one of those things where it seems like when the when the um that whole uh industry or not industry, um infrastructure is so uh, understaffed and underfunded. It's sad. They, like the people inside it don't have any choice but to become cynical. And- exactly. Yeah, I figure it's just one of those things. It's like the the people that are bad at their job stay because the ones who care yeah. just like don't give up. And yeah. it's like yeah. that's what my, that's what money does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like teaching. I feel like it's the same thing. There's yeah, it's straight up. Teachers, the same, yeah. It's like the good ones that care. Yeah, you've been a teacher for like twenty years, thirty years. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoon back in the day. <laughs> like, yeah. God, doing anything for that long though would be fucked. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to kids that long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about that too. Like, can you imagine doing what you're doing now, like for a long time, or what's your um, I know that my life will always be evolving and changing. I don't know what I'll be doing tomorrow, hey? Like, yeah. I have I have goals and dreams of, like, what I want to do, and I'm not I'm not afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. I know it's going to be sick. But you don't have, <laughs> like, expectations or... No, nah, like, yeah, I do. Like, I, I want to do stuff in fashion, like, definitely. Like, I want to influence, like, Australian fashion to like, the world. Like, in what way? Um... Just like I guess with like what I'm doing with my branding and my styling and stuff with myself, what like yeah. just promoting things and using Instagram and social media to promote like Australia to mm. the world and yeah. show people how sick it is here. Yeah, like, I know people need that. I'm with you. People are copying this fashion cool like they don't they don't understand where they're copying it from. Yeah, like, and it's like you're copying like Melbourne's got some sick things. Like we've it got does. amazing art. Like yeah. we've got amazing. Things. How how does the international like um will react to Melbourne or think of Melbourne when it comes to fashion and art? Um, 
I know that all of my friends who have traveled, like I've got a fair few friends who have traveled like overseas um, as designers and or stylists or something like that. Yeah. And when they go overseas, they're accepted so well because yeah. it's so hard to leave. Yeah. And like, because it's so expensive for one, our dollars always like less to the countries yeah. that fashion is like big in. Yeah. And then, you know, like the market here is so like dog eat dog and with like tall poppy syndrome. No yeah. one, no one's helping anyone and True. you start to get a little bit up and then everyone cuts your jobs, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's actually, that's, that's interesting because we've, um, we've talked to other people within, um, fashion, um, like Alabama Blonde and who's amazing. Um, yeah, she's a legend. And they've talked about how supportive the community is. Have you experienced something very different to that? The the community of like like I understand with her, like she she has a community like here in Melbourne for her scene and representing like yeah. her, her style and her thing. Right. I'm too much of a catalyst, I feel, to be able to like not be uh, a synonymous with tall poppies, I guess. Right. Like, yeah, I, I stand out too much. I, I'm too loud. I'm too I'm too against the rules and against these things that I do it to myself. Mm. Right. In a way, but I do it on purpose because, right. like, I want these people to grow the fuck up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And um, that gets me love. That gets me hate. Yeah. Right. Either way, I don't care. I'm changing something. Like, discourse. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just making a statement. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, do you find that one response generally outweighs the other or it just kind of eb- ebbs and flows? Mm, I only focus on the positive. <laughs> yeah, if something's negative, I try to remove it from my vision. I don't really follow many people online. Like, I follow a lot of people, like, on my social media accounts and stuff, but I'm yeah. not really looking on my accounts often. Like, I'm too busy creating my own stuff. And I find, like... When when I see people like really like flexing on like Instagram, like showing off things they don't have and things they don't do because of connections and that, it kind of right. makes me a little bit sick. So I just like try to avoid that kind of negative thinking because I don't yeah. want to ever look like that. And I think if I'm around that and like you know focusing on that, I could come across like that with some people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it's a very easy trap to fall into. I'm so yeah, sorry. just driving around in like sick cars they don't own and like money yeah, that totally. they're going to the bank with. Like, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, what are you? You're not a drug dealer. You're not. You're not crazy. You're just like a nice person. Like, what? You don't have to be this. Yeah. Like, don't be bad. <laughs> like, I've met these people. <laughs> And they're just portraying this very different thing. Yeah, that's really interesting. But it's so true. It's like because people, you know, most of who you interact with on social media are people that you're never going to meet in real life. So it's like, oh, well, I can be anyone I want. Yeah. They can invent this persona. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And in a way, I think that that's good. Like, I think, like, to be able, like, not in the way of, like, oh, I'm, like, becoming a tryhard, like, trying to be someone else. I mean, like, put on the persona of, like, your true persona. Mm. Like, yeah like find yourself through it like you actually yeah. can like i feel like i've you know found myself a lot through it just by expressing myself really? and like kind of yeah having people i guess like you know understand where you're coming from and like something that you're, that yeah. you're creating yeah. you know and it's just truly like i find the more authentic i become like the more things that i do and say that are from like my, my heart and my mind you know it's received better like and even if it's not i don't see it as that because i fuck with it more <laughs> yeah. So how do you um balance the need f- 
for like, or the desire to be genuine in your social media, but also balancing the needs of branding. Yeah. Where you are trying to like reach an audience and actually I like sell fashion. something. I like fashion. So for me, it's easy, you know. It's Maybe like, it's like authentic branding. Yeah. I just pick brands I like. Yeah. People, I don't have a price. Like the biggest brand could hit me up with like X amount of dollars and I would tell them to fuck off because I don't care. Like if I don't like them, I won't wear it. If I don't, like I don't care. I don't want to do it like that. Yeah. And I find like what's going to happen soon with all of this like bullshit, with all the advertising and marketing with like people, you know, buying followers and doing all these things just to like get money from it. It's destroying the authenticity for people, but in a good way because there's like, it's just going to fade away and then people aren't going to get jobs and the money will change in a different way back to how it was just in a cycle. Mm. So, so you think that, um, the cycle that we're in now of it's a peak. <laughs> so you reckon it'll go back to, um, I guess, a more. We're seeing it with the iPhone already. Like we're seeing it in with Apple. Way? We're seeing it in. Everyone's bored. Yeah. Like. Right. Ev- that's why I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because how do you feel about that? Yeah. Like oh, I'm just a, like yeah with politics etc. You know, and with this technology standstill and the social mm. media standstill and the infrastructure standstill and pollution etc. It's yeah. like. Whoa, what's gonna happen to elevate consciousness? What's mm. gonna wake these people the fuck up? Like, yeah, <laughs> and that's what we're here for, I believe. So, mm. yeah, that is the question, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> dun, dun. so what, so how would you like to see your followers and your audience wake up? Uh, by listening to themselves and not uh, like trying to be other people. Pretty much, yeah. That's literally what I live for. Right. Like, but then is it counterintuitive if they're following other people and gaining inspiration from them? But in a way, that's how we all are when we look at yeah. ourselves. Jeez. It's like looking through, you know how you see a mirror? Mm-hmm. It's like looking at the mirror and understanding that person in the mirror is what everyone else sees. That's your product. Mm-hmm. Right. That's you. You're the same as these other people. You're a product. Mm-hmm. But you're also yourself, which comes from a true place. So, I guess my question is, um, you're, you know, you sell products that you, you believe in from labels and artists that you believe in and they're hitting you up to market them. Yeah. So other people want them. Yeah. But at the same time, you want people to be a more genuine expression of themselves or to be more genuine to themselves. Do you feel like there's a bit of incongruity there or do you feel... I don't feel like, like, well, to, to be honest, I found this actually. When I was overseas in Milan and I was like trying to do fashion modeling, trying to do runway modeling, casting yeah. as like another face and doing these photo shoots where I wasn't talking about it. Like, like all Italian, you know, didn't even get to say a word. Right. That's when I was like, fuck this. Like... I don't want this bullshit. I don't want to go to these parties. I don't want to be around. You didn't feel like you were expressing yourself. I was like, this is fucked. I lost my phone there. I didn't have anything, you know, Mm. and I think that's the thing with social media. Like, don't lose your voice. Like, don't be a product like that. Don't be an image like that. Remember, like, the person you see in the mirror is what they see, what they look at, but it has a voice Mm. that comes from inside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. 
So um, it's a great like to, to me, man. Like to be honest, it, it's made me like so confident in myself because like I grew up with body issues. I grew up with certain things, you know, yep. that I wanted to change about myself. Hence why I look like I do. And you know, I found myself more after my tattoos, even with like fa- with fashion, because it's it's fun for me. The the creativity behind it, the things that all of us do. Everyone has the aspect that they're adding to it between the stars, the photographers, and things yeah. and that and. You know, I, I don't really, like, understand what I look like to people, I guess, because I'm yeah. always evolving as well, like, in my image and in these things, like, um, and, and even with photo shoots, you look different all the time kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah, so I just see it as, like, an object mm. that we're all working with. Yeah, and it's, cool. yeah, it's yeah. helped me, I guess, grow. And, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. It makes yeah. me feel good about myself when I see a picture of it. And I'm like, that was a good day, that was a good time. Everyone yeah. find me about money. <laughs> yeah. Then people, someone else can do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so how would you recommend that people get started if they wanted to do these similar things, like the the arts, the modelling, the I guess it's pretty yeah, it's a lot of different rage, things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know. Like, um, I I didn't really look look for these things. Kind of fell into it. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, the the most important time is to. To realize you need to spend moments with yourself, like to find these these like points. You yeah. can't always be around people. You can't always be like doing stuff for them. Yeah, or this or that. Yeah. You need to have your self love times, and then divine thoughts will come to you. Like things will fall in place, and you'll be like, "Holy shit! Like this, what is this? Like this is where I was meant to be. I didn't even know that." And, yeah, you know, you walk away from where you were. So many people just don't have that, and so they don't realize what yeah. they're meant to be doing because they don't ever turn their brain off and just spend time on their own with their yeah. own thoughts. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's yeah, it's healthy. I think in Australia we really need to do that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. It might be a big country, but we're all huddled together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's very true. Especially, I think it would um, take away a little bit from that whole that tall poppy syndrome that we're. Australia just fucking. We all want to so yell, much. don't we? Yeah. It's, really, like, it's like rabble that, like South Park rabble, rabble, rabble. Yeah. rabble. Like, <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. Um, well, I guess now we're into the uh, the shameless um, self promotion and plugging. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to, and how can people follow you in your work? Um, oh, so you can follow me on theofficialstyle.com um, or Instagram at Josh Dean Official. Uh, I don't really know. I'd just like to say thank you to my mom. I love you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for making me. <laughs> that's, that's that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Pleasure yeah, and inviting us into your space. Hey, no, pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Bye.